Hey guys, and welcome back to Tina Reeve with your girl, The Hooligan. How's it been? How's it going? I hope it's doing all right out there. I am back, and I haven't been doing so much work um, because I've been kind of busy on my writing shit. Plus, it was that time of the month, and you know what it is. You know how that goes for people. So, mind me, I just want to give a look at this. Uh, I got a new spectacles slash glasses oh it's just glasses uh <laughs> i'm trying to go for more of that korean kind of cute vibe they got going on over there and um so i'm trying to like switch out my wardrobe to kind of like like give that aesthetic a look um this is not like a oh my gosh like i want to be korean no i just like the style that they got going on over there so <laughs> I got like the round thin frame glasses because I normally have like thicker like square ones which look good. Oversized glasses tend to look really good on me. So if you are afraid to try them, don't be. Try them. They look very cute. Um, and I was trying to get like colorful kind of uh, sweatshirts that have like, you know, that pastel color theme kind of look. Um, in fact, I'm going to dye some of my hair black. Uh, I think it about dyeing like two-thirds of it black and leaving the bottom kind of like a bluish kind of color. Um, just I'm just trying to change up and kind of have some fun. I feel like I had been stuck in a style for a while because um, of Corona. And of course, I'm still going to find a new style to be stuck on because um, the new variant is out in New York City. And it's it's bad, bad. Like, it's, it's bad. It's a problem over here. Um... <laughs> But yeah, besides that, terrible shit going on. Uh, I've been buying stickers and like cool little things for like my um, writing journal slash journal in general. I'm like flipping the pages right now and it's a hot mess. Uh, clearly she has said something about my mental state, but I have been enjoying it because it's just given me a chance to kind of like reflect on my day and like make things cute and like give things a little taste. Uh, sometimes I just write song lyrics down from like songs I've been hearing or have in my head. Uh, so yeah, it makes me feel good. And honestly, if you suffer from depression or anxiety, you know, I really highly recommend it. I know I said it the last time, but tell me, tell me what I'm telling you. Like there's something so good about doing this. I have officially finished all Christmas shopping. Everyone can suck on my new shop. Uh, <laughs> there are like a couple co-workers that I feel like I want to get something for, but also I'm kind of like not even feeling it too much because this holiday season, to me, how do I say it? It doesn't really feel super holiday-ish. Like, I feel like it felt more Christmassy last year than it does this year. This year I'm more like, ugh. I'm over it already, like, just bringing the new year, I guess. Um, which is problematic, because I'm like, that cannot be a good way to start out the year. Uh, yeah. And also, for some reason, my printer's fucking up, because I have my own stickers, but, uh, for some reason, the red ink just isn't working, and I bought a new one, and I don't know what's going on with that. It's a whatever situation, I guess. But yeah, all... Otherwise than that, I've been pretty chill. I have been reading again here and there, but I've mainly been writing. So I'll tell you what I'm writing about after I tell you what I'm reading. Okay, 
So I have this awesome little uh, manga that I'm reading, okay? It's called Darling, Des Darling for Dessert. And it is just kind of, okay, starts off ridiculous. Let me just, you know, let me tell you a bit of the premise of the story, all right? The premise of the story is that we have a young dude who is working, whatever, and he's brokeish as fuck. We don't know much about his life, but you know, he's working with this banking company, just transporting money, and he's not the main guy. He's the assistant to the main dude. And one day, apparently, the main dude uh, gets, the main driver gets tired on a job and ends up getting into a car accident. The part-timer, you know, the, the, the main, the protagonist, which, you know, let me just find his name because I feel like it would be better if I find his name. Uh, I'm not good with Korean names. I apologize. You know what? Let me call him... Let me call him Broke Boy. Alright, Broke Boy. <laughs> Good. He ends up getting um, the airbag blown up on him. And he knocks the fuck out. When he wakes up, you think he'd be in the hospital, but he's not. He's in some weird fucking room with some director dude who's just looking at him. Asking him if he was an accomplice. Because apparently, the main driver had actually planned this. And he had somebody to assist him and they got into a car accident on purpose uh he had somebody go into the back and take out all the money and they basically left him for dead in the front seat now the money actually belonged to apparently some kind of mafia-esque director man who is very handsome because of course he is and he's like thinking that you know maybe you know broke boy has something to do with it and both boys like, I have nothing to do with this, this, and forth. He's not sure, like, what to do. But for all of a sudden, for no fucking reason, he's like, I'm going to hold you accountable. The director of the man was like, I'm going to hold you personally accountable. Which is like, bruh. Like, clearly they left him behind. I don't really think he had much to do with the plan. You know, like, clearly, you know, like, logically speaking. But he was like, like, clearly both boys were starting to lose his shit. Because he's like, bro, like... I got nothing, man. Just at this point, fucking kill me, man. But he's like, no, nah, I'm not going to be like that. So he ends up, uh, the director ends up offering him some sweets. And so, you know, the dude, you know, just takes it. And uh, he ends up, like, licking it off of his fingers. Because I guess he was just starving, starving. Because his broke boy is, like, broke, broke. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the director kind of gets a bit of a heart on from this. He's like... <laughs> yeah baby um clearly not like that because that's not sexy but like you know like sexier version of that i guess i think if there is a, it was supposed to be sexy <laughs> so um right so he's director uh is like okay fine like you know what just uh, go home for today and come back tomorrow but he tells his guy his main guy like bro like Miralo, like or as he was saying in English, uh, keep an eye on him or whatever, if he just in case he doesn't come back tomorrow. But of course, Bro Boy is not gonna run away from this. Uh, in fact, he's actually planning on just like yeeting himself off a bridge. But uh, he's stopped by one of the workers who works for the director. It's like, 
don't don't do that shit don't go home get your ass home go to sleep you wake up tomorrow tomorrow better so he comes over the next day and we kind of get more information on this guy apparently bro boy is actually a, a college student and he's an orphan and he has a bunch of debt to pay off for some reason because of his father kind of like running away or some shit like this and he doesn't really have a mom or anything like that so they kind of put the debt on him and he's kind of paying it off and now this shit is like was like his like breaking point and he's like no I i'm done with everything like yeah this is it for me but you know he this dude kind of feels bad the director kind of feels bad like bro like clearly like i can kind of tell it's not his fault but i kind of like having him around situation so what happens is the assistant to the director ends up creating a contract where he's gonna come uh broke boy is going to uh make the director feel good if you get one on talking about like he's gonna make him feel good um and that'll basically help him pay off his his debt with them which is by the way ridiculous amounts of money uh so yeah but uh don't think that the dudes are off the hook yet because uh he has his own personal staff looking into him and yes uh he is like definitely uh the director is definitely some kind of super imposed like organizational crime kind of shit but he does have his trauma and the reason why like he kind of wants to keep you know broke boy around is because he helps him taste sweetness again and for some reason for some traumatic reason that i don't know of yet he is unable to taste sweet things because of uh his ex-lover i don't know exactly what happened i'm still reading it because it's really good and yeah the only time he's ever gotten to taste sweetness again is with this young man over there so it's kind of like this Oh, he's bringing back the sweetness of my life, the sugar to my, like, lifestyle or whatever. So, yeah, and, you know, there's kind of something building up between them slowly. Slowly and also not slowly because, like, honestly, I'm not gonna lie, this story jumps so hard. Like, where you think something's going right, it just goes short and goes left field it is amazing the way that it just reverses and just scoots the other you think it's gonna be like i don't know you think you're gonna go straight and all of a sudden like you're gonna go straight across the bridge and all of a sudden you're eating jumping into another bridge like <laughs> that like it keeps me on my toes because <laughs> i don't know what to expect anymore with this story with the way things are going and also of course you have your love interest your you know secondary love interest which is kind of fucking weird because i kind of have a thing for like um not the second love interest but the second love interest half brother it's complicated but let me tell you apparently um the love rival that we don't really know is a love rival yet like that but it's, it's he's coming around he's getting at his moment is kind of this dude who has a thing for pet play specifically like doggy play and he has his eye on broke boy because broke boy has that just submissive sexy like um i want to say personality but like aura which you know he does live up to uh <laughs> 
And of course, he kind of senses this, like the love interest number two senses this. And he kind of has this thing for him. So he's kind of warm him up to being like close to him. So he's helping him find a part-time job as a tutor with, you know, his company. Because Bro Boy has so many jobs. I do feel bad for him. He's like undernourished, constantly starving, working his little fingers off to pay off his debt. He's so wonderful. Ugh, I feel bad for him. And he doesn't do anything bad. He's just trying to live, bro. I feel him. He's just trying to live, bro. I think, I guess the realest part of <laughs> it hits me hard. Uh, anyways, so yeah, it's just, he has this thing for pet play and he has his eye on him. And so he's trying to warm him up to himself. But his half brother is really hot also really crazy and surprisingly working for the director it's a whole full circle here and i am so invested in this story it only has like 49 chapters and it's still ongoing so if you guys want to check this out with me feel absolutely free as i have been catching up with other readings uh, which ones did I already like catch up on? <laughs> uh, full volume. Man has the biggest, softest looking titties I've ever seen. Ugh, I want to smushy my face into them smushy kitties. Anyways, anyways, sorry, sorry. I've also been on point with Lucky Paradise. Every time a new chapter drops, my ass is on it. Just on it. Absolutely on it. That one and roses and champagne. Roses and champagne is a little bit more bloody, but um, it is interesting if you like lawyer drama, which surprisingly I'm not too against. Mm, I don't know what this says about me, but I don't really care. And of course, la creme de la creme, la creme de la creme, dangerous convenience story. Yo. I be screaming every time a Juicy shows up on my screen. Screaming my little fucking heart out. Boy, a Juicy. A Juicy. I know that's probably not how you pronounce that, but when I do hear it and it gets sexy, I'm like, oh, Juicy. Because you know what? I'm just going to do it. I have no shame. I live alone. Who's going to judge me? Well, besides my partner, but they can shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, and I'm still keeping up with um, cher uh, Cherries After Winter, Cherry Blossoms After Winter. It's so wholesome. It's just a wholesome little thing. And I say that it's wholesome, but it's also kind of spicy. Like, my version of wholesome is not too wholesome. Does that make sense? Because I hope it really makes sense. The only one I'm letting uh, kind of pile up a little bit is... Um, What's with this strange dream? Because I kind of am invested in it, but I kind of want to read more of it a little more quicker. I feel like I wish I would have started a little later because it's still ongoing. It's a little slow to catch, you know, with the shits. It's a little slower when it comes to that. But still, I have been absolutely enjoying it. So that's a fun little time. Anyways, guys, let me tell you what I've been writing because I've been telling you I'm writing. So, yeah, here we go. So, I ended up finishing writing uh, Dobby's Villainous Queen, which, as you know, is actually doing pretty well right now. Uh, <laughs> it's supposed to be about, like, the YN, who's a princess, and her time is currently running out. 
sheer engagement is due but her life ends up turning upside down with the ba uh, the bastard son of ng todoroki the warlord comes to take over the territory and now she, it's basically her out for herself because her brother basically abandoned her and now she's like the last defense of this kingdom but she's offered a choice and she's either gonna have to take it or figure out a way to survive. And yeah, it's only like four that like almost five thousand words. Nothing too crazy. Uh, I only ended up doing like one, like one chapter, but it was like a one full chapter. People have been telling me that I should continue this, but I don't know if I want to because I feel like it's perfect as is. I feel like if I did more than I would fuck it up, but I could try to do another one. So. I'll see about that. But one that's ongoing and I have been on it is The Devil Within. Uh, <laughs> let me let me let me tell you what it's about, okay? Like stay with me, stay with me. Don't don't run away. This is my version of a Christmas story cuz I did a Halloween one, but I really wanted to do a Christmas one. But that was it. That was it. Alright, stay, stay with me. So, one of my favorite characters from Naruto, besides Kakashi, which I sh Kakashi Shikamaru, which honestly I should be doing a fanfic of them, someday, someway, somewhere over the rainbow. I, if I live, I will tell you guys about this and I will continue it. But for now, I'm working on one for Itachi. And of course, I think Itachi is just like a perfect character to work on because He's a real gentleman kind of character. Like, I I, <laughs> I know that this sounds crazy, but he just has this kind of sexuality to him that it's hard to explain. But if you know, you know. You know what I mean? I mean, the man went to kidnap Naruto and literally knocked on his door and politely stood and waited for him to answer. If that's not gentlemanly, I, I really don't know what it is. So... Anyways, <laughs> uh, the story goes that it's kind of it's kind of a little sad, uh, kind of a little emotionally hurtful. But what's going on is that Yan is alone on Christmas because her ex-husband or soon-to-be ex-husband has basically cheated on her, and she just cannot cannot keep him she's just like you know what get get out leave go you're, you're getting a woman pregnant get out <laughs> so she's like all alone now on the holiday seasons just kind of going through the motions of living and trying to move past it when she kind of decides to go for a little hike where she finds a cute little red fox and that fox ends up taking her to a kind of a magical journey to find herself with the help of the dark lord the one and only itachi and he is subtly invading her dreams and kind of getting her used to his presence so he can fix her and have her it's kind of just it sounds weird but it's weirdly kind of cozy and soft and a little hurtful but i'm gonna try and make those hurt feelings like slowly go away by making them get tougher 
but in like an emotional way because I feel like sometimes I do turn to violence and there is a little bit of violence here don't get me wrong like sometimes you know violence is unfortunately necessary but I just want to make them a full character and sometimes I find it hard to do with just words because sometimes actions is necessary and so yeah I'm trying to make basically like my own version of a soap opera kind of situation uh it, so it's less about the sex and more about the symbolism behind the things going on and the colors and you know the feelings that come around I don't know I'm trying to like make this something that I can one day read out loud and like <laughs> how do I say this like translate to audio because sometimes I just write stories just to write them but sometimes I write them with the intention that it's going to be something that's going to be turned into an audio for example um as I was under the rain the under under as I was um, under as I was umbrella that one was specifically made for me to read out loud I was thinking the whole time like okay how I'm gonna do this how I'm gonna do that some aren't really made for that like um Asai don't cry for me even though technically I could but I, I just don't think that I will uh maybe maybe for like October next year or like a sad point in my life I might read that out loud but it's a little too hurt and angsty for me to read you know what I mean uh, but other things like <laughs> how do I say this um just show me concubine that just came naturally it was really easy for me to translate into audio goodbye Gojo was a little harder and I had to find myself using more sound effects to keep the story straight you know what I mean I know it's it's hard when you do all those types of things to kind of keep it together <laughs> but yeah I don't know I think it's been fun um and I'm still doing my lives so if you guys ever want to like join me and like watch me draw live because I do draw live feel free I also do commissions because people were asking me yeah I do commissions I don't mind but yeah those are some of the things that I do and I kind of have a thing for so yeah, uh, I'll definitely keep you guys updated as I change my style more though. Because I do have some things in my cards. I did donate some clothing. And yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if I manage that look that I want to go for. But for now, I'm going to have to say goodnight. It's a pretty good episode, I'm not going to lie. Give it a good 20 something minutes. Um, yeah, for now, bye guys. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.